Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome to Two Undead Girls, just living the undead life. That was so awkward. For no reason. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know why she does that to me. Because you look at me like so expectantly that I like. When it's my, when I come in, you're supposed to chime in too. Like, hey, it's Molly. You know, like the like rhythm we have. I know. I know. It's, I'm just an awkward person. Sorry about that. Goodness gracious. Anyways. All right, guys, so this is episode six. We're super stoked because we went back and listened to episode one where we talked about our stats after just being like, what, three weeks on the gram and this no, TikTok. It's been like six weeks if we've done six episodes. I said the first episode when we had only been in three three weeks in. Oh, oh, oh. It's in, okay, got Yeah, it. so we had doing. 260 followers on Instagram when we first started, and then 406 now, and on TikTok we had 561, and now we have 773, so. Those numbers are dope. Y'all you guys shit. are awesome. We love every single one of you. This week, we asked our viewers, what the fuck are you doing? I'm sorry. So this week we asked our viewers, uh, well, not viewers, listeners, um, on our personal social media, but also on our Two Undead Girls Instagram page about if they could tell their loved ones one thing about mental health, what would it be? And we actually got a lot of feedback from you guys. Like a ton of feedback. That's, and it was good answers. I was so nervous about it because I was like, God, I, I really hope people like come through and give me some good stuff and y'all y'all really did like it's and even the so first cool. few were good and we were like we can definitely add these into the episode and then we got so many good ones that it was like okay every single one of them is gonna we're just gonna make a whole episode out of this yeah but so, we're also gonna touch on it like how it may resonate with one of us or both of us or none of us none of us i mean yeah everybody's everybody's mental health is different do you want to go with the first one you want me to go you go so the first submission was, it's not as easy as you think balancing bipolar and suicidal tendencies. And that's not something that I can speak on because I do not have bipolar. I don't either. But I do. I, like I know people that do, but I don't Yeah, personally. I, same for me. But the next response we got was, even if you know two people with the same diagnosis, it looks different for everyone. We are a prime example of that. I think multiple of our diagnoses. I'm pretty much we have the exact same except for maybe one or two and but they all show up they're differently. Different in for us. both of us, like completely different. For sure. But I have trauma based on one event, like PTSD based on one event. So yeah. It's just slightly different in that aspect. Also our ADD is different. Uh no, we're both ha- inattentive type. I know we are, but I think it affects us differently. Yeah. Mine definitely I feel like is a little bit stronger. Way worse. Thanks. I was trying to say be not. Well, <laughs> like, I've had mine longer. Mine's shit. <laughs> I've had mine longer, so I've had more time to deal with it. You uh, didn't get well, a diagnosis I, until later. Yeah, I've, I've had it, you know, just well, the yeah. same length of time, but nobody Correct. cared enough about me to go I've been me. medicated longer. So another one we got was. This one's, I, I really like this message. It's, uh, meet us where we are. Adjust your expectations so I'm not letting you down all the time. And That's a good one. I liked that one a lot, mainly because 
you, because you constantly feel like you're letting people down. Yeah, that's something, I, and that's something I struggle with a lot. Like she does. I am such a people pleaser to the point where it's like I go out of my way and I will like put myself through harder situations just to make somebody else happy. So that one, I can never relax. Yeah, you're always even if they're not with you, like you're still even on edge. So I mean. It's that's a good one. Just keep in mind, especially like if someone's a parent or even if they're not a parent, you know, they have anxiety, depression, whatever. Yeah. Even the strongest people on the outside can suffer on the inside. That's a good one. Yeah. Because it's true. Because it goes back to the whole masking thing. You we may look strong on the outside, but. Sometimes we're just crying on the inside. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because I laugh whenever I um, get uncomfortable. Oh, I make you uncomfortable? 99% of the time, yes. <laughs> Great. Awesome. <laughs> so we had just took a little break and learned Nina's possessed. So um, so for our next... <laughs> For our next submission, we had um, speak up. It's okay to not be okay. Ask for help. It doesn't make you weak. You're not alone. And I feel like we say that all the time. Like, But I, the thing that made that one different, I believe that was from a male listener. That's good. And that's one thing that's not talked about as yeah. much as men's mental health. Yeah. We just had a conversation about this the other night, just like privately, me and Molly, about how hard it is to like I don't know I feel like guys just don't want to talk about their emotions oh yeah no but it's even I mean I'm just saying men's mental health in general is they're the ones they're way more stigmatized than we are even at this point what do you mean like they have to be the strong male yeah that's what I'm saying is like their their emotions and mental illnesses and all that stuff is overlooked because they're supposed to be like the strong ones so yeah and a lot of men are raised, you know, stop crying. You have no reason to yeah. cry. Like, stop crying. Be a right. man about it. Be a man about it. Be a man about it. Yeah. Like, that's something I try to let Mason know. Yeah. Like, just as a parent raising a boy, I'm like, that it's okay. Because yeah. I'm going to be damned if one of y'all's daughters is ends up with my son and he doesn't know how to communicate his emotions. Because I, I'm telling y'all right now, y'all need to do better. Talk about your feelings. All right. Right over on that one. Um, this is a really good one, and this is something I relate to. It's minute to minute, day to day, sometimes second by second fight for some of us. Second to second? Yeah. And then it, you minute made your to way minute, minute to minute. And then it was like day hour by day. Hour day by day. But so. that just goes back to like, I remember right when I first started going back to work after Alan died, not... I'd come home and I would not have a clue what I did all day. Oh, yeah. And I was like, wow, I just made it through a whole day. And I don't know at all what I did. Yeah. Who I talked to. Couldn't what do. I saw. Don't know. But I made it. The lights were on, but nobody was home. Yeah, pretty much. What's the next one? Mm, I like this one, too. It's not always about you when I'm distant. I feel like you got a lot to say on that one. I actually do have a lot to say on that one. And because I do uh, have a tendency to withdraw, especially if I'm like in a lower like headspace than I normally am. Um, 
that's, that's usually how I handle it. I isolate and we're working on it. We're going to therapy. Okay. So don't come for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's something that is very hard for people who don't struggle with mental illness to understand. Like they, I've had lots of people take it personally when I'm just like, do not disturb for a few days or uh, whatever it is. Like if I just, you know, I'm like, I don't want to talk right now. Like I just, I'll hit you up whenever I'm good. But I've also kind of dealt with that on the other end too, having that done to me. So I kind of know what it feels like as well. Like I kind of have both perspectives. Because Alan was like that. And there were so many times where I would be like, hey, like, what did I do? What, why are you like this? Like, what's wrong? Like, what did I do? And he'd be like, it's not about you. And I'm like, feels like it's about me. But that was just me being a narcissist, I think. It's just my anxiety for me. I just, I'm just like, they hate me. They're going to leave me. This is it. This is the end (laughs) forever. I'm never going to see them again. (laughs) <laughs> my brain just goes into hyperdrive, which is probably a cocktail of my mental illnesses, to be honest, when they all get to swirling. That's a good cocktail. What should it be called? Like the Molly. <laughs> That's already a, a drug. Um, yeah. So I guess it. <laughs> we can get a cocktail too, I guess. So we wanted to make sure the episode wasn't too like listy, but we have so many good responses. So we will get to everybody's responses. I had nothing to do with this next part. So I'm a little nervous. She didn't even get to see them first. So I'm actually really excited. She got to, we did kind of a rapid fire last week, but this time I'm going to, uh, I can't. (laughs) That's the best Timers part. give me anxiety. Can I know, but that, that's why we're doing it. So you'll, it's rapid fire. You just gotta, you gotta do the rapid fire. All right, first question. Favorite cake flavor? Chocolate. What's the ugliest thing you've ever seen? Uh, uh, a dead animal. <laughs> first word that comes to mind. Fuck. Hogwarts house. What? Hogwarts house. Slytherin. How how often do you lie to get out of work? <laughs> I'm my own boss, so never. First impression of me? Uh, I was scared. <laughs> do, you, do you believe in aliens, yes or no? Yes. What's your favorite word? Fuck. Logic or emotion? Logic. What are your views on Bigfoot? I, f- I don't know. <laughs> He's got a Bigfoot, I don't know. <laughs> Would you rather be loved or feared? Uh, Come on. Feared. (laughs) You look traumatized. You did it in under a minute, though. Good. Hell yeah. I could beat you. You were struggling with some of those. I don't like rapid fire things because they make me feel like I'm under attack. Yeah, I know. That's the point. Makes you that's what makes you answer fast. I would never be able to, even if I didn't lie on the lie detector test, I'm pretty sure I would fail. They'd be like, Um, our heart rate is shooting through the roof. I'm like, I'm just so nervous. Okay, next time you have to go and like get your blood pressure checked or something, I'm just gonna rapid fire you in the car before you go. (laughs) Yes, thank god. And then then just go in, like, do it, do it it now, take it, take it, hurry. By the way, for those that don't get that joke, my blood pressure is like a normal, like, b- baseline, like, 60 over 80. Which is 
barely alive. It's that's eighty over sixty. No, what is it? I don't. It's unnatural, is what it I is. I don't know. I don't. Know. It's not good. <laughs> Last time it was like forty nine. Bottom number was like forty nine. It was not good. She's uh, she's a vampire. She's I, convinced. I'm barely alive. Mason, that she's actually a vampire. So um, that's the thing. She also told him he's a werewolf. So now there's that in the mixture as well. Um, and he's. I'm pretty sure he really is. Is in. He's believing that. He's channeling. I it. thought I raised him better than that. To, to be honest, in mythical creatures. You think you raised him better? No, than but that? not to be so gullible. <laughs> well, but you. I mean, appearance-wise, I can. I see how he can kind of. I have my fangs Believe that it. I'm going to put in one day. I told him my teeth were hurting the other day, and he was like, are your fangs going to come in? And I was like, um, yeah, I think so. They're probably going to come time. in soon. <laughs> so I've got these, like, heat-bonded fangs that I can put on my teeth, and I'm so excited for him to, like... We should have done it on the full moon, man. We missed we missed that opportunity. Damn, that would have made the most sense. Yeah. Why do we think of these things afterwards? Because we're slow. I'm not slow. You think it's funny? <laughs> At least somebody does. <laughs> I think it's fucking funny, first of all. But second of all, I mean, that gives me an opening right there to let them know that I have a list as long as my arm of diagnoses and I have to you- take... About five up. medications a day to stay sane. So to catch you up on what happened during our little break was Molly got a DM and she would like to share that with you guys. Um, somebody DM'd me and said that his consistency is top shelf. He'll tell me that I'm gorgeous every day, but what I really want to know is how crazy you are. And that's that's what I'm saying. Like I respect that low key. Like. Let's just let's just go ahead and get that part out of the way. And then that way you know if you want to ride this ride or not. But what's his definition of crazy? Well, we're going to have to wait on a reply. You just asked him on a scale of 1 to 10. And I said, and then I said, define oh. crazy. I said both. Oh, okay. Well, just so we could. Uh, I guess we'll see. Anyways. So more things that people said about. I'm in here somewhere, and I wish you would help me find her. I miss her, too. I get that. Sorry. At, w- at first, when I started to read it, I was a little confused, but I definitely get that. I'm not the same. Like, I'm the same, but I'm not. You know what I mean? Not really, because I don't know who she is in there. Because of the, the the whole BPD situation, I have no yeah. fucking idea. Yeah. I mean, so. but I, like, miss my old self sometimes. Like, Sometimes it's just like I miss my old life, I guess. But sometimes it's genuinely like I just miss how happy I was without medication. Yeah. I don't think there's ever been a time for me where I didn't need to be medicated. So, I mean, I don't... Ever since I was a teenager, so I don't really... I don't know. Yeah. I don't have any... I don't know who she is, (laughs) y'all. Who is she? She she doesn't even go here. She doesn't even go here. We don't know her. She's... She could be anybody any day of the week. It depends on when day you get her. So the next one is, although you may experience anxiety occasionally, please understand that having debilitating anxiety is not the same. I'm trying my best to control it. 
that that's one, a good one. That's that one was one of my favorites. Um, that's one that we kind of touched on before too. When I said, and I think I offended a few people because I got a few messages about it. But it was when I was like in the earlier episodes when I was saying like we don't have anxiety because we have a big test coming up or because we have like yeah, you know, exams soon, like whatever it is. Like it's not that kind of anxiety. That's anxiety that every human gets before a big race, before a football game, before you know whatever it is. That nervousness, that anxious feeling. That's not what we're talking about when we're talking about our anxiety. It's it's completely different, like in many many ways. But both, that was a both good... physically and mentally. Um, yeah. But I I really I love that one. The feeling is the same. I can understand like the. The feeling, the anxious feeling is the same, but it's not, what she means is, like, by debilitating is, you're talking about once in a, what, blue moon that you have this feeling because of a special occasion or something. We're talking about every single day, 24-7. Yeah. What's the next one? Yeah. Being quiet or needing smate. Start over on that one. Being quiet or needing space doesn't necessarily mean I'm in a bad mood or being rude. It's a constant battle to keep my brain calm. That's what that goes back to just like it's not about you when I'm distant. The one from earlier. It's just I get that though. Like sometimes when I come home from work, like we just I just don't want I just need space for a minute. Just that minute where you can unwind and and sit for a second and just be, yeah, get out of your work clothes. It doesn't mean I'm in a bad mood and or being rude when I come in the house and just want to sit in my room for a second. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel that. All right. The next response (laughs) we had was, "I'm trying really hard," and that's all they said. But that's a that says a lot. It's a simple statement, but it means a lot. And I say that to people all the time. I'm like, I'm trying. I'm really trying, I promise. But everybody's trying looks, like, different. Like, sometimes you can, you're trying for the day is even making it out of bed. And then you're, some people's trying for the day is trying not to have a panic attack. Or It looks different for everybody. For sure. The next one. Perception is different. Don't assume that I know what you meant or that I meant what you perceive. And I get that. I understand that in a sense of texting Mm. in a way is it's so hard to pick up context. So if I'm like giving one word, like if I'm like not in a good headspace or like not wanting to talk and I'm giving short blunt or not answering at all, like people will perceive that in a certain way. Yeah. Or sometimes you just don't and have you time. you don't mean it like that. Yeah. Like, especially at the store, like when we have customers, sometimes we'll have a chance to run back there real quick and answer a text, but we don't have time to talk out, like type out a whole full response. So it yeah. may be like, yeah, sure. And then people are like, oh, my bad. I'm like, what? hold on. It's like, no, I'm just at work. Just give me a second or I'm driving or I am in the fetal position in my bedroom floor. I need you to give me a minute. Yeah, I've been there. Done that. Um, Follow the t-shirt. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I like that one a lot. Yeah, that was a good one. They don't know how we're not famous yet. And I said it's because we don't have a Chris Jenner in our life. I am Chris Jenner. I saw that yesterday in action. 
What happened yesterday? Whenever you're doing the TikTok with Charlie. Oh. <laughs> I'm not a stage mom. You are the stage mom. You're like the mom in Mean Girls, like in the aisle, and she's like doing the dance during the down show with them. That's you. You're that mom. Oh, no. You're the backstage mom. I was. I actually. know. I was there. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway so the next one says just because you don't understand my mental illness doesn't mean they aren't real i live with them every day they're very real to me this um was a hard one i think for me with my adhd especially because i got diagnosed so young everybody was like no you don't have adhd you're just you know a normal teenager you're a normal teenager girl like that was always normal it's normal um until it was like, I literally got to the point where I was like telling my doctor, I was like, I can't drive with, with the radio on. Like, I can't focus on driving with the radio on. He was like, okay, we need to fix that. I was like, yeah. But I had just gotten my license. So it was like my first time driving and having to like experience all that stress at one time. Driving is just not your forte. Mm-hmm. Really? That's at fucking all. rude. It's I was taught by my this, father. And I... Told Craig to his face this morning. His driving scares the shit out of me. I think he did a great he job. He almost killed me. me. He did not almost kill you. Dad almost killed me one time. We, uh, but he, but she lived. I I live. She I lived survived. long enough to start two undead girls. So um, she's not. Love you, Dad. Sorry. I can't always explain what is wrong when I'm down. Sometimes I don't even know why. That one hits home for me a lot because sometimes it's just you wake up and you're just in that space that you can't get out of and you like, don't wake up in a funk. Yeah. Like it's just because you're just having a bad mental health day and that's okay. Well, and you've witnessed it too with my like anticipatory anxiety because I'll get anxiety leading up to an important date, whether it's a birthday or an anniversary or something like that. Which is something I've currently been struggling with. And I'll get anxiety for those few days leading up to, and then the day will come and I'll be like, oh, I'm fine. It's like, sometimes it doesn't, like, I don't catch it until retrospect. And then I'm like, oh, wait, that's why I was so, like, I was so messed up those two days. Like, you know, so sometimes I won't see it until later, but I can definitely relate to that one. Don't take my mood swings slash BPD personal. It's nothing you did. You got BPD, so you can talk on this one. Yeah, for that one, I I get that a lot because the the mood swings, especially in um, like personal relationships, like with a significant other, you can change on a dime. Like your emotions, like one minute you can want them to be like all up on you, and the next you can't stand the sight of them. And that's kind of like what me and uh, Kimmy Kimmy talked about with the splitting. And I was actually doing some reading about that recently, like splitting and how it affects relationships so badly. All right. So we're going to take another break from the amazing answers that we have to talk about support groups and how hard it is to find them and just our own experiences 
in my experience, so right after Alan died, I had a lot of people tell me I needed to go to this like local support group um, for grieving, and it just was not a good fit for me in general because it was just too many people, and I just don't think I was ready to share. So as I got further along in the process, I met up with this like local Winston-Salem group of widows, and I walked in and literally all of them were like 60 plus. And I was like, hold on, I should have been more specific. So then I looked and I found a group called Young Widows and they were meeting in Winston-Salem. And I was like, okay, this has got to be right. And when I got there, they were still like 40, 45, 50 year olds. And I was like, had teenage kids. So it was like totally not what I needed to relate to. So this gives a shout out to my friend Angel because she started this group called, as crazy as it sounds, it's literally called Extremely Young and Widowed because there was like a, a whole bunch of us that were in our 20s and 30s and had gone through this experience, but we didn't have anybody to relate to other than people who had already spent 20 plus years with their person, you know what I mean? And we just didn't feel like that was a fair relation. So it's super cringy because I, the first time I went to the support group with, and it was like the church one. No, the one, Uh like the first time I went to the widow meetup and it was like, they were all like 60 years old. They, they didn't think I was even in the right place, and it was really awkward. And I was like, I'm sorry, my husband just died. And they were like, oh, oh, you're so young. And I was like, yep, that's exactly what I need to hear. Like, And then I just left. I literally just dipped. Like, I didn't say anything. I just was like. I can't. I have no input on that because I didn't do any type of support groups or anything. But you do kind of to an extent because in our, um, in a widow's group that I helped create called Widow Corps um, with a few other people. We, um, like, I remember you having hesitation. You were like, can I, can I be a part of this? Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's because a, that's she was like, I'm not really me. a widow. Like, I don't know. Can I be a part of this? I was like, absolutely. You, you lost the father of your child. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's really hard. Like, uh, like what category I fit under. I feel like I could, I don't, I still don't feel like I qualify as X. We were married, but it's, there's not really a term for it, I guess. Whenever yeah, um, it's, I don't know. Baby daddy loser. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, little fun story for you this week. <laughs> I, obviously I work, um, in the bridal store with Nina and we were working on Saturday and, um, I have a vial. It's actually a time turner of Mason's dad's ashes that I wear in a chain around my neck. It's a really long chain, so it hangs like down in between my cleavage. So it usually doesn't come out when I'm working. I, it's just neatly tucked in, in there. I've never heard someone call an hourglass a time turner. What's it called? An hourglass. Anyways. Um, I don't know. Now you have me second guessing myself. Jesus. Um, so, I say channel so, you do weirdo. Um, so I'm, I'm working and I'm with a bride and I accidentally pulled the chain as I was uh, trying to grab a clip off my shirt and the necklace came out <laughs> and the, the vial was missing, but the cap was still on it. And I was in a bodysuit. So like my, my first instinct was like I gasped like I was like 
it because I was like, oh my god, where did I lose him? And then I was like, oh my god, he spilled inside my bodysuit. And then my third thought was, he fell on the floor. He f- had fallen on the floor somewhere. She was and- like, Nina, I need you to take over <laughs> with this bride because I've got to find Rollo. And I was like, wait, what? And she showed me, and I was like, oh no. And this poor girl, I love her. She was like, her and her friends were amazing. Like they were so nice because I. Being the awkward person that I am, when I pulled it out, I gasped really loudly because obviously I was very concerned about his whereabouts. And she was like, oh, my God, are you hurt? Are you okay? What happened? And I was like, no, I just lost my baby daddy's ashes. And oh she goes, gosh. And, and then she's, got, she's like looking at me and I'm like, I wear them around my neck. And um, her and her friends that were there were they were like helping helping her us look. look. Like, it was so sweet. It was it was awesome. They were I really asked her a hundred times. I was like, "Are you sure you came with it on?" And she was like, "I'm a hundred percent sure." I I and did. I was like, "Okay." So like we were looking everywhere, and then she went out later that night, and I got home and got in bed. And the vial was, like, perfectly sitting up on the pillow, so it hadn't spilled over. So, no, ashes had come out, but it was just, like, propped up perfectly. And I was like, hey, I found Rolo. <laughs> she, she, was, she sent me a, I'm out, and she sends me a picture. And I was like, shit. I'm like, I she was like, I literally just screamed. I did. And then I had to go on Etsy and cancel my order for another one because I thought mine just was gone forever. And so I was, I had to cancel my order, and she was really cool about it. Though. I was like, hey, I thought I lost it, but I found it. She was like, okay, I canceled it. So sorry about that, girl. Back to our listeners' responses. So this one I really like, too. And this one came from uh, our BFF. So if you're listening, I'm saying the number three. You let me know. Anyways, continuing on. Please do not try to convince me it's a choice or laziness. I already have that fight in my head. If it was a switch I could flip, I obviously would. I feel you, girl. Yeah, I like that one. I don't have a whole... I mean, yeah, it's pretty much speech for it. Speaks for itself. I speak. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go again with Sid the Swan. Dude, I can't. I don't know what's wrong with me. <clears throat> That's where Sailor gets it from. Okay, this is a good one for me. That God isn't the answer for every problem. Mental illness is a chemical imbalance. Period. Like, I I could, that's something I could go on for a long time, especially in the South. Like, you will hear that so much. Like, oh, you just, you need to find God. God's going to help you, get you through it. Like, no, this is a scientific chemical imbalance inside my brain. Let me tell you, I had, a nurse, <laughs> I had a nurse tell me that I needed to stop wearing black and get a Bible. Yeah. Because and that is not a nurse's place to tell me that. Unless that Bible's going to give me a lobotomy, <laughs> it ain't about to do shit for my mental health. So, no, I don't. I don't like when people bring religion into mental health matters because you can't fix a chemical imbalance in your brain with a Bible. I mean, thanks for praying for me, but don't. The next one I got me. was lead with empathy. Oh. Mm-hmm, Molly. You're looking at me a little too pointedly. Mm-hmm. I am a very empathetic person. Okay. I think that's a good one, just because it goes back to what we have said before about 
you don't know where someone's mental health is or where they're at in their journey or where they're at in their life. Or even or in their even day. if it just have, they've had a shit day. Like you have no idea when you come in an interaction with somebody. And if you decide to be a, an asshole in that short time of interaction that you have with someone, then you're not leading with empathy. I just always try and ask people. I'm like, if like, if I need to like vent about something or unload something or bitch about something, like I ask them, like, I'm just like, Hey, like, are you in a good headspace to deal with my bullshit right now? Yeah. And I, well, that's important in a friendship. I mean, more of just like a stranger interaction, like in stranger interactions, like you just don't know where somebody's at. Like we experience that at the store all the time. Like people being rude to us, like, or if we didn't get something done in time or if we're not, you know, doing this or they expected they had a better expectation or something and we didn't meet what they were expecting. It's it's hard because we're like, OK, we've um, cried, we've, cried, we've cried 17 times today <laughs> and had three panic attacks um, combined. So can you give us a break, please? Please just take it easy on us. So, lead with empathy. That's a good one to go out on. That's yeah. our last one that we have. Yeah, I like As that far one. as submissions. Own personal message out there. And that ties into a post that I made this week about, like, commenting. And we've touched on this before, like, commenting on people's appearance or weight loss or stuff like that. Like, the things you say to people, they stick. So, like, whenever you're commenting on somebody's weight, you don't know why they lost as much weight as they did in such a short amount of time as they did. Like, you don't know their reasons behind that. You don't know, like, you don't know people's stories. So it's never okay to comment on someone's outward appearance. And as another thing, it's, in my opinion, I don't think it's okay for someone to insert themselves into your parenting when they aren't experiencing it themselves it themselves on a day-to-day basis yeah and i see that a lot too yeah people have an opinion well i just can't tell you how many messages i've gotten from you know like the snapchats that i do of like singing in the car with charlie yeah they don't i I guess they don't understand that we have that magnetic thing in our car that holds the phone Mm -hmm. and i've gotten messages so many times that's like that is so unsafe for you to be driving and videotaping and i'm like i am not holding my phone I have two hands on the wheel and I'm not even looking at the camera. Like, I understand your concern. I used to get that. But you also don't have kids. And I've even gotten messages before saying, like, Sailor's seatbelt is not correct. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, please. Moms online love to come for you for that. But I mean, I've gotten shit because I I posted a video of me and Mason singing in the car and he threw up his middle finger. And that shit was funny to me. Yeah. It was me and him. We were vibing. We were having a moment. And who is that hurting? Like, who that it's not hurting anybody. No. And I just feel like the way someone is raising their child, especially in someone with a situation like ours, you don't have a right to comment on it unless you think they are in a dangerous or unsafe environment. So just keep that in mind. Also keep in mind, you can't take for word what a child says because I like, I think 
I don't even know if I've told this story yet, but like one time Charlie went to preschool and told them that mommy never went to the grocery store, <laughs> which is a fact. I hate going to the grocery store because it's like a freaking high school reunion every time I go there. And so I avoid it at all costs. I will not go to Food Lion. You won't no. catch me in that bitch. Nope. Nope. <laughs> not at all. So I get my groceries delivered and she decided to leave that part out. Like that, the fact that we still have food and she just told them that I never go to the grocery store anymore. So the sweet people at her preschool gifted me with a a food line gift card because they thought we were struggling. And I was for the first time, I think like truly embarrassed. Like I could feel the heat on my cheeks. I was like, this is, Oh my God, this is what it feels like to be embarrassed. Like I was like, I don't need this. She was like, wait, what? And I like explained the situation. I was like, you cannot take what a three-year-old says. Like I, I promise she's fed, but in their defense, my four-year-old is super tiny, so. She's, yeah, she's she's kind of built like I was. I'm a very petite person. I'm five foot one, and generally, I, I weigh like right She's now, 15 like, apples. What are you talking about? Whatever, dude. That was the weirdest shit I've ever seen in my life. That, that was some, like, cult shit. I was very petite like that, and in preschool, my teacher wanted to hold me back because I was smaller than all the other kids. Not because of, like, my learning. It was because of my size and my mom. I think it was probably the only time in my life she's ever stood up for me. Um, Sounds about right. She, uh, she, she let him have it. She was like, just because she's smaller does not make her different. Like, she, her age will be wrong. Like, what's yeah. holding in preschool? Well, Alan was tiny. Always tiny. And then, like, one day he, like, passed all his friends, shot up in the air and like grew into his facial features and like became a man. And I everybody need was Mason like, damn. I need a Mason to get a little bit taller. Like, he's. Don't rush it. <laughs> Why did I look at you and you just instantly start laughing? Because I thought we were gonna. I thought you were gonna say something and then I looked at you and, and you were already looking at me. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking you were gonna say something because we were just gonna let it ride. And I thought that like when you say let it ride. <laughs> I was I was thinking that like you were gonna lead that ride, <laughs> and you you did not. I'm sorry, we had a miscommunication on who was pilot and who was not. It was your <laughs> This ride is a hot mess. It might be one to hell as much as we've talked shit on this episode. I think this is gonna be a great episode. Honestly, next episode we're doing we're interviewing the kids, guys. We're it's gonna, gonna be fun. We're gonna have Mason and Charlie on the show, and we are going to interview them and ask them questions. So, fun. if you guys have any good ones that you want to submit into us that like you think would be funny to hear from a kid's perspective, send it in. We might throw it in the. I did it when Charlie was like two and a half. When and I did I, Mason's when he was like four. And I asked her one of the questions that was on. It, it was one I found on Facebook, and one of the questions I asked her was, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And she was like, 25! And I was like, uh, that, okay, that's not wrong. <laughs> that is what you can be when you grow up. But I meant like, what job? I don't remember if she, she just had wanted, an answer. She yeah. just wanted to be 25. Mason's changes every day. Yeah. Anyway, so we're super excited about next week's episode because of that. We think it's going to be a good time. Yeah. It's going to be a fun one. We're going to talk about parenting. We're going to talk about. I think just talk, just having talk to the kids, talk having with the, the conversation kids. with them, I, I think, think it's going to be, be fun. really entertaining y'all hearing how funny they are, especially together. 
just so you can kind of experience what we experience on a day to day. We should almost like let it like let a slip ride for a little bit and like let them put the headphones on and you and me like walk out and just stand at the top of the stairs and like see what they say to each other in the microphones. That would be so funny. Do you know about your book, Kill? All right. So we just want to thank everybody for being here. We love every single one of you. We this week, we're not going to crack up while we do our outro like we did last week. We had a hard time with words last week, but we worked on it. Yeah, we did good this week. I think so. Shout out to our favorite store ever, Walgreens, because... She had to get it in there. I had to get it in here, and we, Ryan, if you're listening, this is for you, baby. We love you, Ryan. Period. And Walgreens. We will catch you guys next week. We love you so much. Have a good one, and we'll catch you on the flip side, and... Stay, stay undead! undead.